everyone. Welcome to the Value Inspiration podcast. My name is Ton Dobber and I'm the founder of Value Inspiration. The purpose of my company is to help business software companies rethink what can be to become remarkable again. The goal that I have in this podcast is to inspire new forms of value creation by sharing compelling ideas and stories about the potential that we can unlock when technology and people blend in the right way. So my strong belief is that we can think big and therefore we should. Doing so will help to create a better world for all of us. And this podcast is all about that. My guest on the podcast this week is Kyla Place, Chief Behavioral Science Officer at Cogito Corporation in Boston. The big idea behind Cogito is that we can use modern artificial intelligence to create tools that can help improve uh, humanity and to help improve how people communicate with other people. So we, we can help people become their best selves. We've built a platform that can listen to conversations and help individuals understand how they can speak differently in order to have better conversations. So in order to retain and grow their customer base, the quality of the conversation between the employees of the organization, the call center agents, and the customers calling in has become a critical way to build a lifetime value or to build a lifelong customer. Our software is listening to the call and it's doing hundreds of calculations per second, analyzing how each party is speaking. So the energy, the pauses, the intonation in the voice. And through our previous work analyzing millions of phone calls, we know which patterns in conversation will lead to positive outcomes. The customers are feeling that this organization is really listening to them and they have a much stronger belief that this is a, an organization who they want to continue to work with. We find that uh, for the, the employees who are using our technology, they report better job satisfaction, a higher engagement in the workplace, and a higher quality of life. This is Skyler. He's a computational social scientist with an entrepreneurial mindset. At Cogito, he leads the company's effort to combine behavioral science and artificial intelligence to create more emotionally intelligent humans. As you can imagine, this inspired me, and hence I invited Skyler to my podcast. We explore how technologies such as AI can increase the quality of conversations people have with each other, and how this is driving remarkable impact for organizations, their employees, and their customers. By listening to this interview, you will learn three things. Firstly, by focusing on moments of truth is what ultimately defines success or failure, and therefore can become your core differentiator. Secondly, What's required to develop software solutions that will actually be voted most favorite product by its users? And thirdly, how you can create complete new unexplored markets by exploring so-called non-customers. So, to get the podcast going, Skyler, can you introduce yourself and give the audience a little bit of background about what you've been doing so far? Sure. So I'm Dr. Skylar Place. I'm the Chief Behavioral Science Officer at Cogito Corporation in Boston, Mass. And my background is in a combination of computer science and psychology. I did my undergraduate work studying machine learning and artificial intelligence. And then I went on and got PhDs in cognitive psychology and cognitive science, studying how people think and how technology can help understand human decision making and help augment human intelligence. Cool. So, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a very interesting thing in itself. Why this passion? Why this, this, this direction? 
Yeah, I, I grew up with a love of computers and a passion for, for understanding humanity. And I, I was in college during the dot-com boom and had the opportunity to really see how technology and, and how the internet could, could really start to improve outcomes and improve people's lives. And as I moved into my professional career, I had wonderful opportunities to work with researchers at the MIT Media Lab, who then uh, took a lot of those ideas and, and founded uh, Cogito out of them. And I was able to join the company uh, when it was only five or six employees and, and help set the vision for how uh, the combination of behavioral science and psychology with state-of-the-art machine learning and, and enterprise software development could really be used to improve, improve human outcomes. That's uh, very interesting. Talking about a company and the fact that you have, you have been fundamental in creating the vision, what is the big idea behind Cogito? Yeah, I think the big idea behind Cogito is that we can use modern artificial intelligence to create tools that can help improve uh, humanity and to help improve how people communicate with other people. So we, we can help people become their best selves. Okay. And how do you apply this? Where is it applied? So we've built a platform that can listen to conversations and help individuals understand how they can speak differently in order to have better conversations. And right now we are focused on serving large enterprise customers, so primarily the Fortune 100, while those organizations are having conversations uh, with their customers. So is it specifically in the area of service? Or is it also in sales or other departments? Yeah, so we focus on, on customer service and sales within uh, healthcare, insurance, and financial services. Okay. So if this technology, I mean, by the way, is the, the product is available already, right? Correct. So looking at your customers and the effect it has on them, what is the, the opportunity that you can create when this is used in the right way? Sure. So we're finding that our customers care deeply about their customers having very positive experiences. So in order to retain and grow their customer base, the quality of the conversation between the employees of the organization, the call center agents, and the customers calling in has become a critical way to build a lifetime value or to build a lifelong customer. And what we're able to do is to provide guidance and coaching on those calls between the agents and the customers so that the customers have the best possible experience. Okay. So it's, it's coaching like in real time. Correct. So we have a software tool that provides nudges or little coachable moments that help an agent while they're on a phone call know what to do differently in order to build trust and rapport and clarity and communication with the mm. customer. So how does that work? Can you give an example? Sure. So our software is listening to the call and it's doing hundreds of calculations per second, analyzing how each party is speaking. So the energy, the pauses, the intonation in the voice. And through our previous work analyzing millions of phone calls, we know which patterns in conversation will lead to positive outcomes. Okay. And we're able to then provide the agent uh, with very specific guidance on what to do differently. So for example, if they're talking very quickly and the customer is unable to process all the information that's being told to them, we would have a little notification that would appear in the corner of their screen 
And it would say something like, you're speaking quickly, like take a pause, take a deep breath. And this happens within milliseconds of the behavior happening. So it is, it is streaming guidance as the conversation is going. Okay. Does it also give guidance in, in, in respect to kind of the, the professional aspects of, of the conversation? Yeah, so there's two types of guidance in regards to the professional aspect. So one of the uh, behaviors that we see quite often is that the agents are busy looking up information in their, in their CRM or in their knowledge base, and they kind of lose track of time for how long they've had the customer on hold. So if there's been a long pause in the conversation, uh, we give the agents a little reminder to just check in with the customer and let them know that they're still there. I mean, we find that reducing those pauses, even if they go right back and have to continue to research the correct answer, uh, really help drive uh, positive outcomes for the, for the customer. They feel like they're really being cared for. Yeah, sure. Do you have any statistics of customers uh, with the before and after? Yeah, so what we found is when customers like Humana, who's a large healthcare insurance company, deploy our software, they find two amazing outcomes. One is that the customer experience scores or the CSAT scores go up. So we've seen upwards of 10 points of improvement in things like TNPS, which is a measure of the customer's perception of the company. So the customers are feeling that this organization is really listening to them and they have a much stronger belief that this is a, an organization who they want to continue to work with. The other outcome that we see is that the actual call lengths get shorter. So even though the conversations are better, it's not that they are taking more time and costing the call center and the organization more money. They're actually shorter. And the reason behind this is that when a customer feels listened to, when they have built trust and rapport between the agent and the customer, they believe more strongly the information that's being told to them. And they're more confident that the agent is good at their job. So they ask fewer sort of secondary follow-up questions because they believe that their, their problem has really been solved early in the conversation. So that leads to the customer feeling, feeling that their problem has been solved, that the organization is really taking care of them, and the overall call is shorter, which has an operational savings for the organization. Oh, interesting. Does it also have a positive effect on the, on the, 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 the professional on the supplier side, so to say? Yes, it does. So on the agent's side, they have better conversations. So they have uh, fewer instances where customers are angry at them or customers are, are being aggressive. And we find that uh, for the, the employees who are using our technology, they report better job satisfaction, a higher engagement in the workplace, and a higher quality of life. Well, these are things that everybody, of course, wants to, uh, wants to have it when they are having a job, that's, that's great to hear. With regards to the whole journey and the, the moment where you got the aha of this is what we need to do. By the way, how did the idea come up in the first place? Sure, so the company was founded out of the MIT Media Lab with the work of uh, Professor Sandy Pentland. And Dr. Pentland was doing work studying um, honest signals. So the aspects of conversation outside of the words that are being said. So the energy, the intonation, the eye contact, body language. And what he and his students found in their research in the early 2000s were that these signals were very predictive of the outcomes of different types of conversations, ranging from salary negotiations 
to job interviews, to even first dates. And Sandy was working with a graduate student, uh, Joshua Feast, who is our co-founder and CEO. And Josh and Sandy felt that there was a real opportunity to use this approach to better understand mental health and that the honest signals that related to job interviews and to stress in the voice could also help understand individuals with um, depression or with anxiety or distress. And that was really the founding of Cogito, was the idea of using software to automatically understand the honest signals in conversations to improve outcomes. And we started in healthcare, and we've now moved into, expanded into customer service and sales as well. Interesting. So the journey of, of developing the software, can you give a couple of the milestones? What were those milestones and why were they so important? Sure. So early on, we had a fair amount of academic research. And one of the big milestones early in the company's tenure was a large contract with DARPA, which is the R&D group associated with the Department of Defense. And that contract gave us the capital to be able to really build out a strong enterprise software offering that had these machine learning approaches and these learning algorithms built within it. So that was a big milestone of taking the work from the academic space into the professional space. A second big milestone is when we moved into uh, customer service and, and found that this approach not only applied to recognizing depression or distress, but also was really impactful in understanding conversations between call center agents and and customers. And I would say more recently, a big milestone is that our customers who have been using this are finding enormous value and are now expanding and utilizing the software across their entire organization. Yeah, interesting evolution there. We've all type of, you're doing this sort of on a a pioneering basis, I would say, because I haven't seen other examples like this. And obviously, when you start something like this, you have an idea and possibly the the outcome of where you are today is a different one. What did you do? What hard choices did you make in order to ensure that the product is delivering this remarkable impact? Yeah, I think one of the the hard choices that we made is we decided that the the real value of this approach was in the real-time feedback. So from a technical perspective, it is easier to provide coaching after the call or to create a report on here are all of the things that you could have done in the call that would have led to a better outcome. But we made the decision early that the psychology literature and the behavioral science really supported the idea that to drive the right behaviors in a call, we had to give feedback in the moment as it was happening. And that put enormous pressure on our technical and engineering teams to build a system with very low latency uh, in the streaming potential to deliver these nudges and this guidance within milliseconds of the, of the behavior happening on a call. I can imagine, exactly. Yeah, that's the very, the moment it's too late, it's not valuable anymore. Then it's only distracting. So you have to make this really, really, you have to get it really right. One of the earlier podcasts that in the meantime has been, I think going live was one that I did with a, kind of a technology in the same type of league, but with a different purpose. It was with a vendor from Denmark called Corti, Corti AI. And they actually do something like this, but then for 911 agents. Oh, interesting. So, exactly. And they give guidance, well, try to come up with the right, how do you say that, 
understanding of what is really wrong on the other side is it a heart attack or something else so it's the listening part as well but it's also it's a similar type of requirement it needs to be real time otherwise it's of no value at all mm -hmm. that's where it becomes life-saving so yes. Um, yes so did you out of this this whole process of delivering where you are today did you get any surprising byproducts yeah, so, so one item that we are still working on, so the company started trying to analyze depression in the voice, and then we moved our main business into analyzing customer service and sales calls. Yeah. But we still are doing R&D and efforts to support the detection of mental health from how people speak. So we are still working uh, with organizations like the Department of Veteran Affairs to be able to support their efforts to understand PTSD and depression and suicidality in uh, veteran populations in the U.S. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, that's an interesting area as well. Well, positive you if you if you can ensure that it doesn't happen. That is really rewarding. Then, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yep. So that's been a, a real mission-oriented part of the company for a long time. Is is that there's so much value for this approach to improve all different aspects of the human experience. And we, we continue to, to focus on opportunities that allow us to have the most positive impact in society. Talking about positive impact, what is the single thing that you're most proud of achieving so far? Any anecdote? Yeah, I think what we are most proud of is that when we go on site and we visit our customers, the agents who are making these calls all day, who are on the phone all day, talk about how Cogito is the favorite piece of software they have on their system. And it's the only one that's there trying to improve their experience as well as the experience of the customer. So it's wonderful to build software that not only can support an organization's goals, but can also support the well-being and work environment of their employees. Wow. I mean, if you can deliver such products, I've been in, my, in the ERP space all my, all my life, the enterprise resource planning space. And uh, we always used to say that the only thing we can achieve and we've done a real good job is people say, I hate it less. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we have what we strive for is what we call the win-win-win, which is it's a financial win for the organization. It's a better experience for the customer and it's a positive working environment for the employee. And, and that's an opportunity that the Cogito approach allows us to accomplish. Yeah, that's exactly also why I do this, this podcast, is to come up with those, those stories and nuggets that actually prove that it is possible with technology like AI to do these type of things. And uh, that it's far more powerful to do these things rather than just automate people out of their job. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So if you would give an advice to a, uh, to a, a leader in in the services space, trying to take their customer experience to the next level. What would be one advice or two advices that you would give them to, to look out for? Yeah, I think what we're finding is that there are some conversations that automation can help with, particularly transactional conversations around checking your balance or when was the last billing cycle. But what we're finding is that the most important conversations, what we call the moment of truth, when your customer needs something from you, you have a, an unexpected medical bill, or you've been in a car accident and it's the first time you're making a claim, those are moments where the customer wants to talk to a person and the success of those interactions determines if that individual will stay with that company or if they will switch. Really? And it's in those conversations, in those moments, 
where having agents who are empowered uh, with the best tools to have a strong, empathic conversation with the customer are the situations where the organization is going to win and is going to retain and grow their revenue and, and their customer base. I see what you mean there. And I'll come back on that later on. But emphatic, that aspect is really important. Because, in, for example, in an insurance company, you normally don't need to talk to them because you hope that everything is going, going right. So it's those moments where you have to talk to them that it needs to be absolutely spot on. And a typical example is what you see with those type of companies that you get 15 minutes of, of looping into a, a voice response system. That's a good advice. If you look at the software space itself and companies that, that are thinking about applying artificial intelligence or these type of technologies to their products, are there any advice you would give them? Yeah, I think when you, when you think about artificial intelligence as augmenting humans, it's important to think about both the, the technical accuracy of the artificial intelligence, but also the relationship between the software and the person. And the, the human computer interaction questions become really important because at the end of the day, software being used by humans needs to support the human way of approaching the problem. And that is something where even the most accurate algorithms can fail if they haven't been tested and designed to operate in environments where humans will be using them. Yeah, exactly. So how do you train your artificial intelligence? Sure. So we have trained our system to listen to calls in the same way that a coach would be listening to calls. So we have had many, many, many conversations annotated or marked up by humans where they say, this is a part of a call where this call isn't going as well. Or if the agent had only done uh, this behavior, we think this could have, could have gone better. And then we use a modern deep learning web approach to take all of those annotations, uh, thousands and thousands of them, and millions of calls to build out an algorithm that can identify the patterns in behavior over many different types of calls that will lead to these positive outcomes. And that gives us an algorithm that we can then embed within a real-time notification system where the notifications are designed to provide guidance in a way that a human can understand them very quickly and very easily. Because in every situation, our users are already doing something else. They are already on a phone call. They are already looking up information on their computer. And we need to be able to guide them without distracting them. And that's a very difficult problem to solve for. Exactly. Yeah. It's, uh, that, that's an art in itself, I think, yeah, to make that guiding rather than dis- dis- distracting. So where you are today, the question then comes up, with all the good results that you get so far, what is next? What is the horizon that you're looking for? Sure. So today we are having wonderful success within the customer service and the sales space. And we'll be expanding within sort of the call center to include other types of of conversations, other verticals, other businesses who are having conversations with their customers. In addition to that, our platform is extensible to really cover any type of human conversation. So in the future, we're evaluating opportunities to provide guidance for multi-party calls, like conference calls. That's one direction we're going. Another is to think about different mechanisms for nudging behavior. So you could imagine a world where your smartwatch could give you a little buzz when you've been talking for too long in a business meeting. 
or your headset can vibrate uh, when you're talking too quickly on a conference call. So other, other avenues where we can take advantage of our thought leadership and understanding conversations and our state-of-the-art machine learning and artificial intelligence engine, which allows us to process that data and present it back instantaneously. Hmm, interesting. You could actually be sitting into a conference call or in a, in a meeting just with the gear yourself, no one else knowing about it and still getting the guidance to uh, improve your performance there. Yeah, exactly. Or you could imagine sort of a smart coach within the conversation helping all of the parties to uh, not talk over each other or to make sure they aren't on mute or uh, some of the, the more common problems that we see in conversations on and conference calls today. Exactly. It's typical. <laughs> so looking at the, at the audience for this podcast, people that are really interested to understand what can be to create remarkable results. If you would be able to ask one particular thing to the audience, what would it be? How can they help you? Yeah, I think the time is now for artificial intelligence empowered human augmentation. So this is, this is no longer a science project. This is a enterprise grade solution that is adding value to leaders in financial services and healthcare. So I think I would keep an open eye to the reality that there are operational savings and, and revenue to create today from these approaches and that they are, they are ready for today's Fortune 100 customers. <laughs> I think you summed it up quite nicely here. There's indeed a time for vision and there's a time for reality. And I think with the, the discussion we had today, you've proven that this is prime time for the companies out there that want to make an impact. Thank you very much for your inspiring discussion and talk and your insights, sharing your, the, the big idea behind your company. It was a pleasure to, uh, to have you on my podcast. Thank you for your time. Wonderful. Thank you. It was a pleasure, Skyler. And to everybody that's listening today, thank you for tuning into this podcast. I had the honor to speak to Skyler Place, Chief Behavioral Science Officer at Cogito Corporation in Boston. You can find more about Skyler in a variety of ways. First, you can go to Twitter. His Twitter handle is at Skylar Place. You can of course also go to LinkedIn or you can go to their website, which you can find at www.cogitocorp.com. The goal of this podcast is to share compelling ideas and showcases to inspire what can be when technology and people blend in the right way. It's my strong belief that too much focus is put on automating people out of a process, in other words, cutting costs, rather than scenarios where the unique strength of people are augmented with technology to change the established rules and to deliver a value that was unimaginable before. So, with this podcast, I want to make a contribution to change this, to create a broader awareness of what can be, to accelerate the adoption by bringing together you, a tribe of like-minded people and organizations, and lastly, to accelerate the initiatives and solutions that could be created because one idea inspires the other. So if you know about stories that are worth sharing, please send me a message. Building the momentum all starts with revealing the ideas and that starts with you. If you want to have more information, read my blogs or obtain information on working with me, just visit me on my website valueinspiration.com. Thank you for tuning in and you could do me a big favor by rating the podcast or provide me with your feedback. I'll see you shortly in a new episode.
That's what ransomware is all about. It's psychological pressure. Ransomware. When your computer's hacked into and your data held ransom. Attacks are on the rise and Russian gangs are making billions of dollars. The moment I got that message, I knew our greatest fears that we ever have are starting to come true. The post-Cold War era is over. Dot com, the hacking. A new season from Crowd Network with me, Katie Puckrick. Just search for dot com, that's D-O-T-C-O-M, and subscribe.